Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there. Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville. Or at Brupolo uh, over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Darbin. Yeah. It'd be a little weird. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's about all you can say these days. Mm. Where are we on our... What? Yeah, I just you... said, eh. <laughs> that's the theme of today's podcast. Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. That's the website, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Great gift ideas as well. Plus, don't forget, you support the Bulldog Initiative with every purchase. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Guys, I mean, we are we are coming up on Christmas. It's, it's, just, it's just getting closer each and every day. You've got to be ready. And if you've got MSU fans in the family, you need to make your purchases at College Corner. They have an incredible selection, the biggest and best in central Mississippi. Everything you need maroon and white for the holidays, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the best meal in town for lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. When you are headed out, For lunch this week here in Starkville, you need to make a stop at Restaurant Tyler. They have the best blue plate in town, one of the best blue plates in the state of Mississippi. Great meats, great vegetable choices, and sweet potato cornbread, which, to my knowledge, no one else has. And if they do, well, it's not as good as the one at Restaurant Tyler. We'll just make it that simple for you. So head over to Restaurant Tyler today and enjoy the best meal in Starkville, whatever time of day it is. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi here to serve you. Community banking, such a huge deal. We talk all the time about eating locally and shopping locally. It's important to bank locally as well. If you are a Priority One Bank customer, you know all about their app. It is an incredible app. It's very easy to use, very streamlined, and you do a lot more on there than just move your money around. If you're a Priority One Bank customer, you know what kind of relationships you can have with your local bank. So you need to find out if you aren't a Priority One customer, you need to become one today. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. So I went to Zach Arnett's press conference. I went to Zach Arnett's press conference today. Unlike some people, 
There's uh, no reason for me to go today. You're, you're there's not. A, there's you're not a women's going. basketball uh, game tonight. Danny's already there. There's four people there from 247. So I did not want to drive back and forth when I'm a, not going to learn anything. I had a fun moment because uh, today at the press conference, they did. They had a Chris Jans press conference prior to yeah. Zach Barnett, and I didn't go to that. So I'm walking in. Jans was walking out. He just pops me right on the chest. He's like, you're late. And I looked at I was like, no, I'm early. Like, Arnett didn't go for another 30 minutes. He's like, I just went. I was like, I talked to you two weeks ago. Did something change? And he just looked at you and went, no. So, so, he already hates you. He he laughed. He does not have a Arnett, Robbie Falk, or Lamonis, Robbie Falk, or Vic Schaefer, Robbie Falk relationship with me. We We, we get along great. Well, Vic Schaefer loves me. The other he two, he does. He calls I your brother and everything. I can't uh, speak for the other two. <laughs> I still actually talk to Vic randomly. Those other two, they they probably, uh, they probably wouldn't mind like never talking to me or seeing me again. Yeah, well, that's my burden to bear. Also, uh, Zach Arnett got mad at me for for not mentioning Mississippi State as a big time program, and he's currently four and five, and on the way to five and seven. So, just just want to throw that out there. So, one of the things I thought about today, I was like, I'm at this press conference. I'm going to learn exactly nothing, and on top of that, I'm going to go do a podcast where I'm not going to talk about anything he said. I think the only thing that Arnett said that's of any substance is this, that if Will Rogers can start, he is the starting quarterback of this this football team. And it seems like that's what he wants. Your thoughts, Robbie? <laughs> I think it was another press conference where we didn't learn anything. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that I think was – at least notable is that he came out and said, "Will Rogers has been practicing." We we've known that we've you know we've heard about that for two weeks, but he hasn't come out and said anything to update that injury status. He did on Monday. He talked about Will Rogers steadily, you know, throwing more. It, it seems like he's making all the throws in practice right now. So. That would lead me to believe he could possibly play, mm-hmm. and that that to me is notable. I mean, we we've kind of we kind of see the direction that this is going, but for this game and for the rest of the season, um, you know, it, it does appear that Will Rogers should be available, and that changes some things a little bit, especially when you consider the fact that Texas A&M could be without Max Johnson. Sounds like he might have some broken ribs. Uh, after that game against Ole Miss, I don't know what his status is, but you know that would certainly bear watching. Mississippi State gets their quarterback back, possibly Jaquavis Marks as well. Could be the most healthy they've been uh, for a month, and you know A and M's going to be pretty beat up. So I, you know, who knows? I, I don't have a ton of faith in Mississippi State at this point, but I think that is something that is, that does bear watching. Yeah. I, I get the feeling. I, I agree that if, if Rodgers makes it through this week of practice without any kind of setbacks, I expect to see him starting this week. That's just, just based off of what he said. That's, yeah. that's, that's going to be my opinion as of now. So we'll see. Nothing else worth talking about. But plenty to talk about here on a Tuesday as Mississippi State's recruiting class 
took an absolute headshot on Monday uh, with the decommitment of Stonka Burnside, the four-star wide receiver from Starkville. Um, you know, you felt pretty good about those two guys, he and J.J. Harrell, being locked in. Their relationship with Chad Bumpus was going to be one of the, the big reasons why, but Burnside has decided to open things back up. Uh, I know that uh, everybody is uh, pointing towards Ole Miss on that one, but if you read uh, Paul Jones, I don't know if you remember Paul, you used to work with him, uh, his his article at On3, uh, he, he said, that, or not his article, his comments on On3, he said he, he thought it might be leaning towards Texas A&M, which is just insane to me. Because yeah. they're in the exact same boat as Mississippi State, but whatever. Um, you know, once again, once again, God's plan is you need to get away from Mississippi State. Uh, Robbie, does it affect your ability, your your religion, to know that God constantly wants people to not go to Mississippi State? Do you think maybe <laughs> you should stop being Mississippi State fan? I love Stonka to death. I've known Stonka since ninth grade. That that uh. Uh, statement was almost the same as PJ Woodland's. Yes, yeah. Unforeseen circumstances, God's plan. I mean, it's, it's just like a Mad Lib. Just fill it out. You know, just change the name of the university, change the name of the, you know, whatever. And that's it. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is God's so, plan. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if God is is on board with you going against your, you know. Your commitments, but whatever. That's the one thing that um, gets me every time. It's like God would should be like, I think I want you to honor your commitment, but whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever. You know, I mean, I, at the end of the day, like, it's just hard to blame kids for not being sold on Mississippi State right now. Right. I, and um, I think it's going to be tough for Stonka if if it knowing Stonka, knowing his family. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's going to be tough for him to go to Texas A&M. Um, if he doesn't come to Mississippi State, it's hard to believe it <clears throat> won't be Ole Miss. But Ole Miss has not really been involved with him. That's that's the strange thing. They weren't in his uh, final five. The, he wasn't really interested in them when he was making his decision. I haven't really heard a lot about them recruiting him, unless it's behind the scenes, and we know they do that. But, you know, I haven't really heard a lot about Ole Miss with him since, like, the spring. So, you know, it, it's kind of a weird situation. Um, you know, in A&M, I, I, know they, I know he liked A&M a lot, and that is who I was told he would have gone to had he not come to Mississippi State. So it doesn't surprise me that that's the team mentioned. Um, I was even – told a few weeks ago that, that that was a team that he was still interested in, but the people I talked to said it would it's tough for them to imagine him going to uh, College Station. It's just too far. Um, and knowing him and knowing his relationship with his mama, I just, you know, it's just kind of, it's hard to believe that that's the direction he would go. But the decommitment itself, it joins P.J. Woodland's decommitment, and you have the the Winona guys are doing their emojis again, which they've done for months. Like, it feels like this happens a lot to Mississippi State. And it's not just this year. The guys tweeting the thinking emojis, the guys tweeting, hmm, what? You know, State is always having to just absolutely hold on for dear life going into December. Mm-hmm. And that's only going to escalate this year when you have Ole Miss throwing money around in the NIL, and that's exactly what they're doing. Don't let anybody tell you that they're 
you know, they're going there because they love the environment and all that stuff. Um, you know, that stuff's going to come into play. And Mississippi State stinking is coming into play. So it's just going to be, you know, a tumultuous month and maybe even further into December. And until this situation gets settled with Zach Arnett, it's just going to be bad. Um, and imagine if they keep Zach Arnett, what that's going to be like. I'm sorry, I blacked out for a second when you said, imagine if they keep Zach Arnett. I just, my, like literally, sh- the, blood, shuddered. The, blood, the blood stopped flowing to my head when you said that. I had, <coughs> I had a complete brain shutdown. I kind of want to like poke at you a little bit because we talked recruiting a few months ago and you said, you know, when they turned it on in the summer, they got all these guys in and they'll turn it on again. I can't though, because it's not going to be the same guys doing the recruiting in a few months. I don't think I have any question about that. Another thing to consider in this, Robbie, is that uh, Jimothy Lewis, state's highest rated commitment, the four-star offensive lineman out of IMG Academy, has been quoted on multiple occasions talking about his relationship with Coach Friend is a big reason he's stayed committed to Mississippi State. I don't mm-hmm. expect Will Friend to be a coach at Mississippi State this time next year. So I don't. I, I would just go ahead and caution Mississippi State fans to to, to go ahead and think, hey, uh, it's not likely that that Jimothy Lewis is going to be in this class either when when we get to the when we get to signing day. Well, it's it's kind of what I said though too when we were having this conversation last week about Zach Arnett and if he doesn't return, you you just. You can't – that can't play into your thought process. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're thinking, well, you know, if we get rid of him, we're going to lose the class, whatever. You, that can't play into your thought process. There's, I've seen too many times where people have said that, you know, this class is going to blow up. You, I remember people said that about Moorhead. When, if, if, if they fire Moorhead, all these relationships he has with these kids, is, you know, it's just going to destroy the class. It didn't. It hardly ever happens that way because the new staff usually comes in, gets guys fired up, and they usually reaffirm their commitment um, more than more often than not. Yeah. And the state has no juice in recruiting. Right. So what, what's the worst that can happen? The class blows up anyway? In this day and age, a friend of mine told me this yesterday, and I, I, it's the truth. In this day and age, freshmen are the least important things ever. Oh, yeah. Like You, just you can rebuild a team in one year. Like, if you don't have a great recruiting class, but you have a great portal class, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know, you can always you can always continue to add through the portal. So that's not a huge deal there. It's it, it is it's almost entirely a perception deal. You know, when when you when you have a bad season and you follow up with a bad recruiting class, especially if you don't make any changes and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for, even for a new coach to come in and put together, you know, a good class, because let's say Stonko re- comes back into the class. You're still one of the worst classes in the SEC, and I don't think in two, three weeks you can put together a top 25 class. That would be very impressive if you do. State's going to have to hit the portal hard one way or the other because they lose so many players. Uh, I would imagine right now that the thought is probably 20-plus guys from the portal. I mean, it's going to look similar to what Ole Miss has done the past couple of years, don't you think? And and they're already going after junior college guys to fill holes. Just scrap that and go after – Agreed. Guys from group of I would five not or any junior college guys. No, all. I mean if this if that's what you're doing anyway with the new staff. If if that is what happens, if if they come in here, the first thing they should do is start identifying portal players, not JUCO players, because it looks like this staff is basically 
pretty much done with high school recruits um, anyway. So just forget the JUCO guys and go to the portal. Because uh, you're going to have to get <clears throat> older players no matter what. I mean, that was going to be the case even if Zach Arnett's re- retained. You're going after older players. Um, and I don't understand doing that at junior college when you can go get guys that have experience at four-year schools, whether it be in the Power Five or Group of Five. I, I just – I don't understand that game plan this day and age. At the end of Dan Mullen's tenure, yeah, that makes sense. Going to get, uh, you know, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Abram, those guys, that was that was the right call. Getting borderline guys that have offers from no Georgia. No portal back then either, by the way. Right. It, getting guys from, like, have offers from Georgia State and Charleston Southern, how do you expect those players to help you win ball games? Just at, the, at that point, just go get, you know, a guy that didn't play at, at you know, a Power 5 school or an all-conference group of five player. I tend, tend to think, Robbie, that when a new staff takes over, that a lot of the, the the JUCO kids that State has offers out to and some that are even committed are going to be processed, that we're going to get some more of these notes apps, uh, but it's going to be the, the the kind that where Mississippi State has kind of done the nudging out the door. You know, State State didn't nudge Stonka Burnside out the door. Very much want to get him back into the class if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but these JUCO kids, yeah, I, I don't I don't know that you hold on to them when you get when you get a new coaching staff in here. Um speaking of Stonka though, do you do you let, let's sort of get you on the record here. Do you believe State can get him back in the class? As long as they hire a, a a good coach, and do they have to keep Chad Bumpus on staff to do that? I think they can get him back. I think Chad is important to that um, that whole recruitment, of course. Uh, you know, I think it's probably a little bit of you know Stonka right now looking at the situation, and I don't think that he has a whole lot of trust in Kevin Barbet. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has a whole lot of trust in Zach Arnett, and he just feels like, you know, things are in the air right now for Mississippi State. These these kids know. I've talked to multiple head coaches at high school programs that Mississippi State is recruiting their kids. And, you know, I've mentioned I've reported this on the board, so it's nothing new, but those coaches told me that, you know, they really like the staff, but the players just don't really trust the future of Mississippi State with this coaching staff. And that, to me, is really telling. Most of the time, kids are not, you know, super emotional about this stuff. They, they kind of take in what the coaches are telling them, and they don't really react how fans do about coaching staffs. But a lot of these kids, they just don't really buy what Mississippi State's trying to sell, and they see the games, and they see an unexciting team. And that's why it play, That's why having an exciting offense and having excitement at ball games is so important. You're trying to impress fans, but you're also trying to impress kids. I mean, you're trying to get kids to come play for you. Why? Why would? Why would a kid want to come play for what they see at Mississippi State right now? The talent is that there's plenty of talent at the skill positions, and they're not doing anything with it. No, you're you're 100% correct. I mean, if I'm a receiver and I see that Tulu Griffin and Xavier Thomas aren't getting catches, I'm going to ask why 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 would I go there? You know, that's that was the whole point of of you know, when you go back to to June, we were thinking, okay, this is going to be an offense that really stresses the vertical passing game and 
Tulu and Xavion and Justin Robinson will have good seasons. And, you know, you get J.J. and Stonka committed, and they're going to see that, and you're going to maybe pick up a couple more guys here and there. And it said it's been the exact opposite of all that. You know, they haven't been able to do any of those things, and now you've lost Stonka Birdside. J.J. Harrell, what's your feelings on him? Staying in the class or or, or possibly looking elsewhere? I don't know. I mean, he's he's tweeted now two days in a row about, you know, being firmly committed and stuff. But – you know, him like Stonka not being in the class, things continue to trend negatively. I mean, I, there's no reason to be super optimistic about him. Yeah. He was kind of a guy that I expected to to be kind of dramatic there down the stretch. Uh, you know, I felt better about Stonka staying in the class than than JJ. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard to predict anything in recruiting these days. I mean, it's just you got kids that just kind of follow other kids and then, you know, other ones that just get tired of kind of not getting love on social media and stuff like that. I mean, it's just a, it's a social media world at this point. And, you know, it, kids just kind of, sometimes they want to, they want to spice it up a little bit. So who knows? But at the same time, like I said, I mean, who's going to blame these kids for, wanting to go somewhere else yeah. in a more exciting program. I can't. I can't, I can't do that. And uh, But at the same time, man, it is a tough, tough – this has been as brutal a uh, uh, football season basically since the, the end of the first game. And the first game – State state did enough, and and we weren't over. You know, there weren't any red flags flying or anything like that. But as soon as the Arizona game happened, we were just like, "This isn't right. Something something feels off." And it has just been downhill every week. I was talking to to one of our friends, Stefan Krajnik, today, and I was just like, "I would love to see an approval rating for Arnett from week one to week, uh, what is this, eleven now?" And I mean, it's just a straight line down. It's it's gone. I mean, I think part of the start of the season. He was probably at like 80, 85%. And even the, the 15% who, who were against him, it wouldn't have been disapproval. It would have just been like, need more information. Like there was nobody who was just like, I don't like Zach Arnett. I don't think this is going to work. But then it's just been downhill ever since. What's crazy is that um, that Arizona game now is like a huge win. <laughs> yes. Like yeah, that's, that's that, that was the game where we were like, this six is... and three. They yeah. were like, and they have a great win over Arizona, you know. But that, that's a game that we were we were all like, "Uh oh, this something's wrong." And now we look back and like, actually, Arizona's pretty good. Uh-huh. So I guess the LSU game should be the first one where we should have been really concerned. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The Arizona game still they should have won that game by like four touchdowns. You, you had you had five turnovers, I think, in that ball game, and you couldn't put them away. The uh... The Saints and Mississippi State have both won a game this year with five turnovers, only by seven points. At least the Saints were able to do it in regulation. Regulation. The Saints and the Steelers are like the same team. You want to shake hands or something? Yeah, that like we're both Rocky excited Ball. to be like what's y'all's record? Five and three. I'm four. First place okay. in the NFC South. Like we're both like we both have a winning record, but it's kind of like, eh. I mean, technically. We have a winning record, but yeah. we're not really good. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, that's how this is going to go for the Saints all year. So, all right. 
Let's move into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind that beef, it's what's for dinner. Guys, you're going to be cooking beef on the grill this weekend. That's a cookout people are going to want to come to. Mississippi State heading to Texas A&M. That's beef country. So go big. Get you a brisket. Get you a tri-tip and enjoy it this weekend. If you're looking for great recipes for tailgating, man, the place to get them is msbeef.org. They've got great Great recipes there for some stuff that maybe you haven't ever tried before. So give them a look. Enjoy yourself. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. And it's just this simple, guys. When you're in Starkville, if you don't make a trip to Two Brothers, yeah, you kind of missed out. You missed out on great food, missed out on a great time, great atmosphere. One of the best places in town to watch sports. One of the best places in town to just hang out with your friends. And, of course, one of the best places in town to eat. It's smoked southern soul food, and it's a bulldog initiative business. It's Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise that to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. And they've got 48 years worth of track record of delivering it to you. Delivering not only great products with name brands and great prices, but the service after the sale, that's, that's what the difference maker is. You want to be treated like a neighbor? You want to be treated like family? Customer, like, again, a lot of businesses say these kind of things, but who has 48 years worth of experience doing it and keeping the doors open because they've taken care of their customers like you? Not a lot. Not a lot. Advantage Business Systems does. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Well, guys, that's where the next polo or quarter zip you want to buy is going to come from. Great name brands, tremendous styles, and they have the logos that you want. So don't wait. Head over to Jackson to shop at The Rogue, or you can just shop online at therogue.com. Just click on the Collegiate Collection and check out what they've got to offer. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Still a one-game lead for old Brian here in the... uh, in the Pick'em Contest, this is the week where, Robbie, I feel like if you can't do it here, you're going to be in desperation mode come rival rivalry weekend. I can never say that. I don't know why I can't. It turns into rivalry weekend whenever I say it. I turn into rivalry. I become Elma Floyd of Floyd State. I don't want to do that. So let's just dive right in. Here we What we got here? Alabama at Kentucky. That's our 11 a.m. one of our 11 a.m. games this week. Uh, yeah, we'll go with Alabama. Yes. You, know, you sure? I mean, Kentucky looked pretty impressive. I thought Saturday. Are you sure that's where you want to go? Yeah, I, I think Bama's going to pull this one out. I just put you down for Kentucky. It's no big deal. No, <laughs> all right, so we got that. All right, Vanderbilt at South Carolina. Uh oh! Wow. <laughs> I think, uh, I think so. I think you know. You know what would be a good people talk about fantasy football punishments all the time. Wouldn't a good fantasy football punishment be for like someone who has no interest in this game be forced to go to this game and stay for four quarters? No, I think it's next week. State and Southern Miss. Oh, you have no interest in that? Yeah, but this is the kind of game though I'm talking about. Where like, if you're in a in a group with a bunch of State and Ole Miss fans. You're like you're, you're the the person who finishes dead last has to go to the Vanderbilt South Carolina game the next year and stay for four quarters. 
Yeah, and that would be kind of a that would be a little bit of a bore. Yeah, that'd be awful. So I mean, I, I can watch just about any college football. Like let's let's make it like a sport that I don't care about, like soccer. Yeah. So you want you you but yeah, but the problem with soccer is like, you know, I'm gonna make you go to England. You can't go to an MLS game. I mean, I would love to go to England. Oh, that no, would be a punishment. No, no, we're not going to London or something. We're, no, 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 no. We're going to the slums. We're going to go find some like League Two game. You're you're going to like Grimsby, Grimsby Town versus you know Rotterdam United. Okay. So, uh, Vanderbilt, I mean, maybe Rotterdam. the thing to do is get, send me to like a MLS game. Yeah. So, what do you say about uh, this game, though? Uh, I think I'll go South Carolina just because it's at home. I mean, do you think Jacksonville State could beat Vandy? Yes. So, yeah, I guess I'll go with South Carolina. They're going to celebrate after this win, too, is what I heard. Uh, That's that's the first sign of a loser. Yeah, by the way, that's some real Champions of Life vibe happening. Yeah, that's I don't know if Shane Bieber's going to cut it. Two thirty kick. I really am shocked this isn't Ole Miss in Georgia. Really surprised that it's not. It's Tennessee and Missouri, uh, top twenty matchup at Missouri. Mm. I don't really have a good feeling for, on either one of these. I got to be honest with you. I think Missouri I think might be better than them. Okay, I'm gonna go with Missouri. All right, uh, I'm I'm trying to make my move now. Here it is. This is it. This is this is this is the moment. Mm-hmm. Either I'm going to get back in this thing or mm-hmm. I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm going with Tennessee. Okay. This is uh I think this is going to be a hangover game for Missouri. Missouri good. But I think Tennessee is not far behind Missouri, and I think this is going to be kind of a hangover game. You know, they had their chance to take over the East; they didn't do it. I think Tennessee wins this. Okay, Tennessee has been much better in recent weeks. They have. They, they've been playing good football, but I think Missouri has been playing good football. And I also, I just they have. I think Missouri is is good. I think they're a good team playing at home. I think they they they'll get the win. So we'll see. What about this one then? Yeah, here's another one that's that's tough. Auburn at Arkansas. I thought Arkansas was dead and buried. Sometimes you just got to fire a coach to get a little spark. Hint. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's what happened with Arkansas. To go to Florida last week, that's a great win for them. I mean, they needed yeah. it. They scored points in doing so. Auburn, they have to win this game for bowl eligibility, right? Are they not already there? I, I need to look. Hold on. Auburn right now is five and four. Yeah, they still have to play. Oh, they get New Mexico State though, so they'll, yeah, they, they'll get they'll there. Get but this is to go to like seven and five. Uh, it's at Arkansas. What do you got? I picked first on the last one. Who are you taking? I think I'm going to go with Arkansas. Um, they showed signs of life last week. I think that this is that you. You have. You still have two of the best quarterback-running-back combos in the SEC. Or it wouldn't be two of the best. The best, one of the best 
quarterback running back combos in the SEC. One of the best. They haven't been – Rocket Sanders hasn't been healthy. He's back. It's, it seems like he's good. So you got some life. You're playing at home. The fans are going to be excited because they still do have a chance to get bowl eligible mm-hmm. if they can win out. That I'm going to go tough, with Arkansas. But... I, I, Auburn, Auburn didn't even look very good against Vandy. Yeah, I just don't think Auburn is a is a very good team. I think Arkansas has the potential to be better, much better than they are, because mm-hmm. they have two really good players at quarterback and running back, and their defense is solid. So I'm I'm going Arkansas. I think they win back to back. I'm going Arkansas as well. I just think being at Arkansas helps them a lot. I feel like they got a little juice. Danny knows out, and and they've got a little little, little spark now. That was a big win. I think they'll build on it. So I will also take the Hogs. Game of the day in Athens between the hedges, the Ole Miss Rebels, the Georgia Bulldogs, top 10 matchup. Um, Georgia wins this game. I think they they would cl- – yeah, they would clinch the East. I guess if they haven't already. I guess they probably already have. Um, Georgia I, Georgia has to win. I, I, I don't know that – I don't know that a one-loss SEC champions completely in – to be honest with you, Robbie, I don't know that if if Georgia loses this game and then wins the SEC that they they they're in. Their schedule has been so weak. This is easily the toughest game they've played this year. They got to win. They're a ten point favorite. Ole Miss giving up all those yards and points to Texas A and M was concerning to me. So, yeah, uh, their I defense would, is not great. They're, it's, uh, it's very opportunistic. They they force the turnovers and they get sacks, but they you can you can stack drives up on them. Their defense has not been much better statistically than Mississippi State's. Mm-hmm. That and this is what I've said about Ole Miss for years. They're having an exciting offense. This is a perfect example of having an exciting offense hides that. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. Because you have an offense that scores a lot of points and can overcome that. So nobody who cares? Right. And that's why exciting offenses greater than Really good defenses all day. Yeah. But that's going to hurt you when you play elite competition. Mm-hmm. And Georgia, no matter how beatable they look, that is an elite team. Brock Bowers not back yet, I guess. I haven't seen him no back for this one. Yeah. Um, but they have another guy in like Oscar Delp and all these other guys that are like five stars, four star tight ends. I mean, you don't have a Brock Bowers, but you have other players that can step in and fill those roles. I think Georgia's going to be able to get off the field defensively because Ole Miss's offense, even though it is very um, explosive, it can have tendencies to kind of get into a lull. You can't do that in these games. I think Georgia comes out on top. Yeah, I think Georgia wins. I, I just feel like they're, they're going to have do they, to. Do they cover? Ten and a half? Yeah, I think so. Something, Something like. 34-21, something like that. You think Ole Miss scores 21? Yeah. Because yeah, they'll break a big play or two. And their first drive will be good, and then the game will settle in. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 7-0 Ole Miss if they get the ball first. When teams can neutralize what Ole Miss does running the football, it's, it makes their offense look, look a little more pedestrian. Yeah. So Ole Miss has done this year what Mississippi State should have done. Ole Miss is a good team. I want. I feel like what I'm about to say is going to get misconstrued. Ole Miss is a good football team. All right, they, they are beat most teams in the country. 
All right. But the SEC is is not great this year, but they've taken full advantage of it. They've won, they've won all games. those games. Yeah. Whereas Mississippi State has not. You know, in in a in a perfect world, we would be heading towards an egg bowl where state was eight and three and Ole Miss was nine and two. And it'd be like the winner of this game is going to the uh, New Year's Six Bowl and the loser has to settle for the citrus. But, like Sugar Bowl. Yeah. yeah sugar, sugar's a playoff bowl, but yeah, like the Peach Bowl or the Cotton Bowl or whatever. And instead, it's, you know, Ole Miss is going to do that, but state is not. So, so we both take the Georgia Bulldogs there. In Tiger Stadium, Florida at LSU, buddy. What a what a what a downer for Florida. They're done, by the way, right? They're not winning another game this year. I'm no, they're not. LSU here. They they got to go to Missouri and then they play Florida State. They're yeah, not they're winning. Done. Five and seven. Is he gone, or do they fire Strickland and give him another year? This is what we talked about preseason, wasn't it? I think yeah. we both had them like five and seven. I had them three four. and nine. I think I might have had like I either had four and eight or five and seven. Like we, <laughs> yeah, and like that's the thing. Like they could very easily be there. Yeah. They they beat Tennessee, which was a surprise. Yeah, and you know I thought they could lose. They could have lost to South Carolina. Yeah, this team could be sitting here right now with three wins. Mm-hmm. I mean that's 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 just it's, it's crazy, um, but. Yeah, that was a that was a killer for them against Arkansas. I don't know what they're. I'm picking LSU by the way, but I don't know what you do with Billy Napier. Like I, I've I've said all along that you can usually tell that a program is moving in the right direction, even if a team doesn't have their talent because they're getting better and better. This team's not getting better and better. Right. They they won six games last year. They're going to win five this year. Mm-hmm. With a top fifteen roster, mm-hmm. now you're bringing in a top ten signing class. But what have we seen from Billy Napier to this point to say, yeah, yeah I think he's moving things in the right direction. Because as you just said, they already have a top fifteen roster and they can't win these games. So yeah, correct. So so you're going to you're going to improve the roster by a couple of spots. Yeah, and then what you become when you get inside the top five? Eventually, you become Texas A and M. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I just don't see a whole lot four. of They're staring seven and five right in the face. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, we'll both Very take similar vibes there. Yeah, we'll both take the Tigers. So, our only difference this week, Tennessee, Missouri. Either we will wake up on Sunday, or I take, I take it back. We will kick off Saturday with Mississippi State and uh, Texas A&M with me up two games, or we'll be tied going into the final two weeks of the season. What do we do if we tie? If there's a tie at the end, um, we fight. We have a trial by combat. Well, I always say I have longer limbs. Mm-hmm. I'll distance myself from you, give you a swift kick, and then run away. So okay, that, I would win. That's that's a win for me because you know a trial by combat means we're going to set up like a a a, a, a set combat a circle area that you're not allowed to get out of. A circle. Right? You, you would lose by count out at that point. Yes. So you want a sumo wrestle. No, it's a fight. You can, running away is not part of a fight. If you run away, you lose. You have surrendered. This is what people do. It's like, oh, if I was going to fight you, hey, Dad, I just run away until you got tired. I'm not going to run. I'm just going to stand there <laughs> until you come back. And if you never come back, it's going to be like, well, I guess I won the fight. He was scared of me. Well, you know, I could all I could always uh, catch you. I could get I could get above you somehow. You have the height. 
in a tree or something and pounce. Are we fighting in the woods? What is this? Mortal Kombat? Yes. Oh, we can't we just get in a, get on a mat and fight? No, because if you ever get me to the ground, which I mean wouldn't be totally tough, I'm done. Choke you out. The only the only question is what what you would just you would just sit on me and, do I, until do I, I go LaBelle lock. Do I go Kukina clutch? You know, do I do? Can I can I get you in the cattle mutilation somehow? I don't know. I don't know the answer. So. I right, we'll figure out a tiebreaker when we when we get one. So, all right. Have a great uh, Tuesday, guys. Back with you on Wednesday. Tomorrow is the rumblings. Get your questions in now. We'll be happy to answer them. And we'll talk to you again on tomorrow's pod. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.